What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. It is Thursday, my last day of the week, but we're here. Do me a favor before we get started, hit that like button, smack it, latest smackdown on like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your people's 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 about the show so we get the subscribers up and a message out. Do it now. You still got time. Topics to be covered. What are we getting into today, Joel? Let me tell you. We're going to talk about the gays, the trans, the the autistic, the ADHD, the ADDs, the all the titles. We're getting into it today. We are getting into it today and what that means and all that stuff. So I have some things I want to share with you guys, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting. So tell your peoples about the show so that way they can tune in and not miss it, okay? For whatever reason, let's just say you want to talk about the conversation or you want to disagree or argue, you can do that because it is a talk show by going to 888, by calling, sorry, 888-775-3773 and we can get into it. We can fight, we can agree, we can disagree. Oh, shoot. We can fellowship. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to do a bunch of things at once here. Whatever you want to do, we can do it all in the name of Jesus, right? Give me a second, guys, here. Sorry. Be black. 888-775-3773. What's going on, Instagram? I'm trying to be able to see Instagram chat at the same time. So I'm working on it right now. Boom. Okay. So you can call in at 888-775-3773. If for whatever reason you cannot call in, um, but you still have a question or comment or you just want to support the show, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash TV. Uh, click the link in the description, and it'll take you straight there. And there you can send your question or comments, and uh, I'll read them live on air. Or... You can go strictly and straight to the live chat right here on YouTube and click the super chat button and do it there, right? You can send a donation with a question or comment, and I will read them live on air, and we can get into it. Those are pretty fun, so, and I appreciate the support thus far. So, yeah, good stuff. What's going on, IG? What's going on, YouTube chat? How y'all doing? How's it going, mods? Are my mods doing all right? Nice. Hold it down, mods. And CSAL and uh, Kaya, don't be afraid to mod them boys. The boys acting up. I mean, not mod, but uh, put them on timeout. The boys acting up, CSAL. Put them on timeout. You know. So, right on. Let's get to it. Because um, I got some things I want to get to today. Possibly some clips as well. Um, and we're just going to have a fun show. So, I was just thinking. Because I had a conversation with Hassan a little bit. And we were talking about, like, uh, polygamy and all these different things 
and like what those things mean. And then I'll, it, it made me start thinking about other things, right? Like other categories that people tend to put themselves in, like polygamists. And then you have the, the, the one we know that's, that's uh, very well known, L- LGBTQ, their community, the gay community, the um, trans community, the autistic community, the Tourette's community, all these things, right? All these different communities. And I was just thinking like, wow, that's crazy how all these are defined by these titles, right? And I feel like regardless of what's going on with the person, these titles and categories that we place, I think do more harm than good. And I'm going to present some information to you guys and you can let me know what you think. And you draw your own conclusion, right? So my, this is my thing. This is what I believe. When you give it a name, you give it a home, okay? That's going to be like the, the thread of my whole show today. When you give it a name, you give it a home, okay? So the first thing I want to get into is um, the gays, right? The word gay. The homosexual community, right? Back then, just a little bit of like history. I'm just going to give a little bit of history about it that I, I looked into and I did some research on and I want to share a little bit. Back then, um, when it was known that you were gay, like back in like either JOP's times or even before then, even before then, since the beginning of time, when it was known that you were gay, it wasn't called gay, right? It was like um, known as like the terms they put it back then was like um, if a man and a man laid together or a woman and a woman laid together. That's how they, they didn't put any titles on it. They just they just said it like that. But back then when that was happening, the person knew something was wrong and um the people around them knew something was wrong. So they would go get help because they were confused, right? They didn't know what was going on. They were confused. So they would seek out help back then. And back then, when they would seek out help, um, they would call the pastor. They would call the preacher because they knew something spiritually was going on wrong. Something was wrong spiritually. So they would call the pastor or preacher. They didn't call the doctor. They called the pastor or the preacher, oftentimes, right? And um, they knew something was going on and something had to be, be, something was going on mentally and spiritually, right? So that's what happened. Um, and then they would go through the process of like overcoming it or just understanding it possibly uh, uh, better, right? And that's what, that's what it used to be. And then they never identified with it as them, right? Even the straight people, even the people who were were straight back in the day, the heterosexuals, they never identified as straight. Like, you don't don't see, even today, you don't really see people walking around, like, like, proudly saying straight, right? It just is what it is. It's just a, a thing. 
But what I think changed back then was um, when people really started identifying with what they were going through was when they were confused and out of their confusion, instead of seeking answers, they just fell victim to admitting that it was just who they are. This is just me. You know, they gave up trying to overcome it because they didn't know how to. And they just became subject to it. This is just me. This is just who I am. Right? And when that happened, obviously, as we all know, anytime anybody become subject to these things, it's because there's a lack of guidance, right? So whether it be um, lack of the father being in the home, uh, lack of a father in the home being a, a good example, um, like propaganda from society, societal pressure, all these different things play a part, right? But I think also back then, in the, in the church, they would condemn these type of people as well, right? These people who were having these issues. Because in the Bible, it says that when men, uh, two men lay together, two women lay together, it's abomination, right? But I think that there were some Christians that took that out of context and, and used it as a weapon against these people. And those people who were feeling those things rebelled. That's what I think partly had to do with it, too. Um. But it became, confusion became an identity. But still at that point, even though people weren't identi were identifying with it, they were still on the edge of, it was still in secret, right? It was still kind of a low-key thing, and you weren't really, like, public about it because you were embarrassed, right? You knew, for whatever reason, you may have accepted it as who you are, but yet you still didn't want to go in the public and, like... um and deal with that, right? And so you dealt with your issues in secret. But it wasn't until, and I'm going to brush through these, fa these like, uh, this, this information I'm going to give you guys. But it wasn't until July, <laughs> July 11th, 1983, that I believe is where, like, Satan really planted his feet in this whole push for this, uh, for the, for this LGBTQ community to really, um, impose this lifestyle on the world. I'm going to read this article that I got from seattle.gov. Okay. And, um, so in 1983, there was the AIDS epidemic. Do you guys know about the AIDS epidemic? Yeah, no. He said, David Singleton says, July, that can't be right. <laughs> in 1983, um, there was an AIDS epidemic, and it started in Seattle. And the first uh, case was in 1982, right? And by 1989, which was what, eight, seven years later, there was a thousand cases, right? So over a seven year period, there was a thousand cases of AIDS, right? And the Seattle County Department of Mental, uh, Public Health found that the AIDS diagnosis given was 94% was by gay and bisexual men. Nationwide, 
homophobia and lack of support for the Ronald Reagan administration resulted in almost non-existent aid relief, AIDS relief. And the administration silenced the administration silence about um, the epidemic during the first years of his pre uh, presidency cost the country many lives and thousands of dollars in federal funds, blah, 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 blah. Pat Buchanan his and his communicators, communication of directors described AIDS as a nature's revenge on gay men. And by 1987... Nearly 21,000 Americans had died from AIDS, right? So long story short, 1982, AIDS came into existence and uh, the government refused to pay for any type of health care for those who had AIDS because at that time, uh, gay and, and all that stuff was not accepted by the public and it was seen as an abomination, and it wasn't catered to, right? But what happened was the city of Seattle and King County were some of the earliest jurisdictions in the nation to set aside funding for AIDS treatment and research. And then San Francisco jumped on the movement and decided to do funding for it as well. As the impact of AIDS grew, the Seattle-King County Department of Health saw the need to for a program to provide education, referral, and counseling services, and to contribute to the AIDS research. Community activists from organizations such as blank, 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 um, together with other organizations, developed a proposal program that included a hotline for people who had uh, who, were, who were dealing with AIDS. And on July 11, 1983, a declared state of emergency. Hold on, guys. What the? On July 11, 1983, the health department declared a state of emergency and appropriated emergency funding for the program's establishment. Sorry, y'all, for reading that so messy. So basically, uh, they declared a state of emergency and funding for the program was established. So that's when I feel like things started changing was when they were able to convince the government to pay for the AIDS epidemic, right? And not that it was like this crazy, insane thing, like helping people who are in trouble or like who had this, this disease, right? But that was the start of where they started like, like the government started really like getting weaker and weaker and weaker when it comes to LGBTQ stuff, right? Because after that, they started... They were like, you know, we want more. We want more. And then they had gay civil rights, quote unquote, right? They had all these things. And then what that did was just make people accept the abnormal as normal more and more and more. So then these titles became uh, big, mainstream, gay, trans, uh, lesbian. All these things became like staples 
into our culture and community because of like this push from from average citizens and this like protest, this activism against the government and the government got weak and said, okay, we'll let you in. So although in their mind, they're thinking that, oh, we're, we're making progress. What it did was make people identify with something that they shouldn't be identifying with in general. So I say all that to say that um, it was a mistake to have these titles and categories of people of gay and trans and all these things. These are things straight, even the word straight. All these things are things that we are dealing with, right? Spiritually, right? This confusion. And um, instead of working them out in secret like we should do, we ended up identifying with it. And the reason why the government let it is because nobody put the foot down and said, no, no, this is not who you are. You're not a straight man. You're not a gay man. Child of God is who you are. But they didn't say that. They were like, oh, maybe he is gay. Maybe that just is who, who he is. Maybe he really is just a, a, a girl. Maybe she is just a man in a mind. And maybe she just was put in the wrong body. That's the type of thinking and attitude that makes people accept things that aren't real. And it actually makes them suffer even further. Because it's a confusion. It's a delusion. And nobody stepped in and said no. Because, because nobody, no men actually were living like that. We're living tough, strong, noble. Maybe there was a few, right? But nobody was putting their foot down. Fathers weren't, weren't there. Good examples weren't around. The Christian church was judging people instead of loving people. The Catholic church, all of that. And that's where the problems came in. But we didn't stop there. Oh, no, we didn't stop at the gay, trans, and lesbian. We didn't do that. We didn't stop there. We went to autistic, autism. We went to all these different things. Now, I'm not a medical professional, so... um. I'm not going to say that there's not other things that may be going other conditions. But there is a spiritual part to autism that is um, not talked about and not acknowledged. And I want to get into that really quick. Um, and I have a clip that I'm going to play as well about it. But... I noticed over time as well that when it comes to autistic people or people that uh, are on the spectrum is that um, 
they tend to identify with themselves as less than or, or different than society, right? Less than. And that identity makes you feel like a victim. You always are going to feel like you're not enough. You're always going to feel like uh, something's wrong with you. And it comes down to the way the parents raise you, the way they pushed you to identify yourself as, and the way society says that um, looks down upon these things. They should never give it a name. If they have a problem, a mental problem or a spiritual problem or a medical problem, stop putting these titles. And if you have an autistic child, don't call them autistic. Call him a regular child because, yeah, maybe he has to work a little bit harder to, like, function normally. But let him work a little bit harder to function normally because he stops working or she stops working when you tell them it's because you're autistic. You're on the spectrum. Now you just defeated you just defeated the child. They did that to me when I was younger. They tried to tell me I had ADHD, ADD. But thankful that my mom was like, and they were like, put him on these pills. My mom was like, uh-uh. Nope. I could never focus in school. I always got bad grades. I got a 3.0 one time in sixth grade, and my whole family celebrated. I think we went to Disneyland. <laughs> and we were, I was, we were so proud of me, 3.0 one time in sixth grade. Every, every other time, D's, F's, C's. But it wasn't because I had ADD. It was because my father wasn't around. I couldn't focus. I was always in my thoughts. I was always in my feelings. My attention span was all over the place. I had no discipline. That's what it was. It wasn't ADD. You know what I mean? And if they would have gave me pills, I would have been walking around like a a zombie, all kinds of side effects to those pills, and now you're addicted, now you got to live with, it's just a mess. So, we got to stop giving it all titles. I know we got to speak, I know we got to talk, we got to conversate, and stuff like that. And call certain things certain things. But we got to really be careful with that. Because ain't nobody gay. Ain't nobody trans. Ain't nobody straight. Ain't none of that. That's not real. It's made up things. That it's all from evil. Evil's plan is to make you identify. And build a home. When you give it a name. You give it a home. And that's what Satan wants. He wants you to plant. He wants to plant his feet. In these false identities, so he has control over you. So I'm gonna play a quick clip. Let me pull it up. And then um I want you guys to and then I'll get to some of your your guys' comments here. And don't forget, you can call in 888-775-3773. And we will uh we could talk about the topic at hand, but let me go to, hold on, let me see. Who's this? Boom. 
Okay, so this clip here that I'm about to play is from a... Let's see if it'll let me play it. It's a... Um, an autistic child, a mother trying... A couple mothers trying to deal with their autistic child and, like, different, like, approaches they've gone about it in order to, like, properly deal with the autistic child. So I'm going to play that, and let's just see what you guys think about it. Okay, I'm going to keep it real with you guys. As you guys can see, it was like these autistic kids like being aggressive with the with the mother. In the black community, that would never happen. Autistic whatever it is, whatever you you uh Tourette's, whatever you got. Oh, you ain't doing that to the a black mother, black father. And in in uh the white homes, the white the white kids cuss at their parents, they hit them, smack them. And I ain't got nothing to do with autism. Everything would do with um catering and being soft and um being weak with their children. Has nothing to do with autism. I guarantee, because people are afraid to be tough on the aut autistic people or the uh, Down syndrome people. People are afraid to treat them normal. But every ounce of their soul and being and spirit is yearning for someone to treat them normal. Facts. Begging for somebody to treat them normal. So if the, that parent, if the parent were to just, the, the father were to raise his voice and be like, whatever, whatever he needs to say in that moment. Calm down. That authority of the man um, would, and women are supposed to have authority over their children as well. So a woman can say it if she has the right authority as well. But the, the autistic child would know, I'm not hidden. And they think that that's a, a symptom of autism. They swing and hit to be aggressive. And maybe it is of the way, I don't know. But it still can be checked. You don't have to, like, count the three, massage his arms. You know what I mean? Like, no. Discipline. I'm probably going to get uh, demonetized for all this mess talking. 
But it's the truth. Discipline. Authority will put all that in check. I seen a Down syndrome girl, and I was trying to cut the clip up so I could show you guys. Um, but I didn't have time to get get to it. There's a Down syndrome girl on TikTok where she has it, she looks like a Down syndrome girl on everything. Full blown look. You know how they kind of have that look. But her attitude, like she like is a normal girl. And she was like arguing with her sister and uh it just it's a funny video and she's actually pretty popular on uh TikTok but she looked like a normal girl like a, like she acted like a normal girl she looked down syndrome but acted like a normal girl right like normal teenager problems and she's always saying that she's going to fight people but she's joking around right it's just funny it's a funny thing but the point is i guarantee the mother um or the father or whatever does not treat them less than everybody else. And that's why she can go about her life as normally as possible and speak normally and do these things. For the most part, right? Because like I said, I'm not a medical professional. But if she can do it, it's doable. But we weaken people by catering to them because we think that they're mentally ill or they're this and this and that. And those things could be true, but you don't want to be weak with people. All people, all things, animals, people, whatever. Um, admire and are subservient to strength. Crave and desire strength. So, I don't know. It just made me think about all that stuff. And I'm going to get to the polyamory thing in a second. Because that's a mess, too. And these are just my, this is just Joelle's thoughts. You don't got to agree, but you can call in 888-775-3773 and we could talk about it. Let me just check here before I get to some calls. Uh, let me ask, ask with three donuts says, whatever happened to hot computer smell from JLP chat room? The good old days. Oh yeah. I forgot about hot computer smell. I don't know what happened. I don't know. That's a good question. But thanks for the the super chat. Yeah, Hot Computer Smell used to be a frequent listener and caller into, I think, James' show as well. Throwback. Anyways. What are you guys saying in the chat here? How computers Hake says how computer smell is cool. I know some of these people get doxxed and have to protect their identity. Oh. Um Lin Yan Chin says 
Growth comes through pain, be it the growing pain of puberty or the smacking pain that black mother used to put their children in line. Though they do it too much and it breaks the child into a clone. Yeah, you don't want to do it too much, but sometimes that, that discipline is necessary because it puts them in check. You give them everything all the time and you're just spoiling that nature and it never grows. And it weakens the person. That's why these little dogs that be walking around, these little little dogs are so weak looking because um they're treated like children in the in a in a uh stroller. They got shoes and shirts, they got all these things. And it's actually making the, the dog's nature weaker. Uh, Mr. Pink says, Joel about to have a Wikipedia link that defines autism. No. I just like to talk about the spiritual aspect of things. Because I've seen it in my life. And I've seen them try to tell me what I was. And they were clueless. So I'm just speaking on the spiritual perspective. The medical side, I, have, I know nothing about. So that's, not, that's why I'm not fully embracing that the autism thing and the, the Down syndrome thing is a um only a spiritual thing which i think plays a big part but i'm not a hundred percent that that's entirely the problem so i'm just youtube i'm i'm you heard me say it i'm not entirely Saying that. Tar Baby Yoda says, Joel, come on, man. What? The White Shadow says, I have two down kids and an autistic nephew. I know after living it almost 27 years, I lived it. You know what, the White Shadow? From your experience, are you agreeing with me or are you disagreeing? I can't tell. Call in if you can, but if not, just send a message. Okay, Joel, the white shadow says Joel is not right. Okay. Be fit to be fit. Says Down syndromes have extra chromosomes, dude. Almost not even human. Fair enough. Call in and explain. But I'm not entirely wrong. I'll tell you that. I'm not entirely wrong. I am not entirely wrong. There's definitely a big spiritual part that has to do with 
um, all of these things that are not talked about. So, Hake says, yeah, but they could be made made to be more human and more normal by, by not being spoiled. I, th that's the point I'm trying to make. But there are some things that are, aren't uh, medical, full spiritual. So... Zenny says the spiritual world is the foundation of the physical world. It's all related. Okay, let me get to some calls. Um, let me talk to Rick, a first-time caller out of Ohio. Rick, welcome to the show. You're on there. Hey, Joel. How are you today, sir? All is well. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. Hey, I am the White Shadow. Nice. And I wanted to call. I wanted to call in and let you know just some experience. Appreciate it. Uh, as, as far as I got, um, uh, twenty uh, almost twenty seven years ago, uh, my wife got pregnant, mm -hmm. and after we had our first ultrasound, they were taking all the measurements in the ultrasound. And it was one of those weird days where they didn't really talk to us too much, so we kind of thought something was wrong. Mm. And, uh, you know, they ended up finding out that our daughter had Down syndrome, and she also had another con condition genetically that was uh, causing her to swell up with amniotic fluid inside of her body, uh, heart tissue, skin tissue, uh, body cavity, that kind of stuff, swollen up from the inside out. And we were told that she was not going to live to birth. And uh, we had multiple visits for the doctor, drawing blood through the placenta, uh, blood vessels, and things like that. Um, that was a little difficult because when she was born, she was uh, seven weeks early and spent 50 days in the intensive care unit on an oxygen uh, tube. And for 21 days, she never even got held by a human being. So... There are a lot of things that go into being a baby and getting that uh, attention yeah. and, and uh, affection. I agree. Um, and long story short, she had a heart defect uh, at six months of age, had open heart surgery, and ended up being in the hospital for a month because of an infection. And uh, it, it was a journey for us that was extremely difficult, uh, very physically and mentally trying to be in and out of the hospital, uh, I had actually had an injury where I had a broken leg at the time, uh, right before she was born. So uh, that was an added thing. But four years later, we had a son. He also had Down syndrome. Wait, so the, the same heart. So, sorry, just heart really defect. quick. So the first um, child that went through this whole process, um, they end up having Down syndrome. My first child, yes, had Down syndrome, yes. Okay, and, um, okay, finish, finish. Okay, so then four years after she was born, my wife was pregnant again, and we had a son. He also had Down syndrome, and he also had the same heart defect. Okay. So, but his, his health condition was... 
probably a thousand times better than my daughter's. And he was very strong. Some of the other conditions weren't present. Mm. Uh, he wasn't swelling up with fluid. Um, but he did have a heart surgery at six months old. He did not have to have oxygen. Like I said, he's much stronger. Uh, the, the, the long story short, after we were divorced and she ended up being pregnant again, that baby also had Down syndrome, but it was miscarried. And so after mm. researching, her, she researched, and there's a genetic MTHFR uh, genetic thing that causes this to happen uh, more readily. And, uh, you know, that, that is part of something. But the genetics that go into Down syndrome with the extra chromosomes, they do cause a lot of issues. The physical characteristics, the eyes, the hands are different. They have different metabolism. They can't absorb certain things the same. They need more enzymes. And uh, they are developmentally delayed. That doesn't mean that they're stupid. Uh, my daughter is very, very astute at knowing uh, uh, pop stars and musicians, and she knows who's in the movies. She, she's, like, grounded herself in the entertainment industry. Yeah. But she can tell you a lot of stuff about a lot of things, and she can read, and she's funny. My son, he's a little more delayed in the communication. And, uh, you know, 99% of the time, you just do want to treat them like a normal person. And, and it's just when you know that there's things going on related to the illness, related to their Down syndrome, related to what they have going on, that you don't necessarily treat them the same. You've got to be different with them. And, um, you know, I, I just think that a generalization without understanding what all goes through it, and like the yeah. lady you showed with her son, you just really can't tell what goes on 24-7. Now, my autistic nephew has run out of the house butt naked at four years old to the neighbor's house, walked straight in the garage, and went right in the house. I mean, this was a common occurrence for a short period of time. He would pee in every open vessel in the house. He would uh, he drilled holes in the car with a drill, a cordless drill. He climbed a water tower, you know, at a at the local ball diamond without anyone knowing where he yeah. was. <laughs> you know, and it's like those kinds of adventures are like. That's something else. And, you know, there's a there's a term that I've been hearing that applies to, to this in a way that, that autism is dissociation. They do not live in the world we perceive. It's like there's something going on in the brain. They're not they're not with you. OK, you let know, me chime in. Another... Let me chime in really quick just because of time here. I'm running out of time. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for one, I appreciate you calling in and giving that all that information as well. Um, really quick. Do you. How old were you were uh, you and the the mother when you guys had the children? Started having, to, if you don't mind saying. No, I was twenty eight and okay. she was twenty six. Okay. So it was so, very young. Okay, so um, do you think when it comes to the behavior patterns, do you think the because maybe let's just say like let's entertain because I don't know like the things that you broke down as far as. Um, the certain things that happened at the hospital that may have caused this thing, this this thing to happen. Do you believe that certain behavior patterns can be adjusted by certain teachings or certain um, disciplines that maybe were not taught because of this, like wanting to be understanding and compassionate to the person that 
is dealing with these things. Do you think that that's a possibility? I'm not sure I understand okay. what you mean by so. That. So basically, say there's certain things, like you said your nephew um, climbs the, uh, he does all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that if the parents were to put that in check and to be hard on the, the, the child, even though they have to have this understanding, right? You should have an understanding, but be tough on the child and knowing that the things they can and can't do, that would be much better than allowing them to get away with these things just because they have been diagnosed with autism. No, you're misunderstanding. They were never allowed to do these things. These oh. are things they did without anyone authorizing, anyone okaying, anyone being, you know, permissive. Why, it, though? It was, Why, though? That's a good question. That's part of the uh, mystery we don't understand was from he... having what, the, the cognitive ability to interact with another person is was not he... the same. And I get what you're saying, and I could be wrong, too. Like, I get what you're saying, but I'm just I'm just trying to make sense of it. Because how do we know? Because right now you're saying it's a mystery and it's a cognitive thing. So basically, you you're you're calling it a cognitive a cognitive thing. But how do we know that when they're behaving in this way, we can't course correct it by treating the child just like we would treat any other child that would do things like that, and not even considering the the whole Down syndrome thing or the the cognitive thing. You just discipline them as you see fit. Why don't we? Why are we right. not doing that? Why are we? Why do you think well, we don't do that? Well, you have to attribute the behavior and what the behavior is to the to the reason the behavior is happening. Now, if you have uh, physically have a variation of genetics in your body and in your mind operating. Now, one of the things that I do know about autistic children that has been known to me for some time i read some, a book about getting your kids off pharmaceuticals that uh things like gluten and uh different proteins because of leaky gut syndrome which may be vitamin deficiencies and things that haven't been discovered yet but the leaky gut syndrome gluten would go into the into the body and uh, go through as leaky gut the byproducts of the digestion would cause them to have an opiate experience where the children are literally getting high from eating bread but and that, but so that, you that you can, have behaviors of someone on drugs. <laughs> but that's but right. But that's also can be avoided. That also be, can be avoided. Drugs don't have no effect unless the mind tells it to. So the right, mind, the mind has a, to believe. When you're a child, right? When you're a child, you can't, and you're not as verbal. You can't tell someone, "Hey, I, understand. I feel funny." You're right. You know? But that's why it's our. That's why, and I'm not. And this is just. This is just my belief, and I could be wrong about it, and I'm not trying to overstep, you know, you having two children that are, are going, that went through this. But I'm saying that, like, we as parents, it seems to me, have the uh, authority to offset some of these things. And meaning that, like, let's just say, yeah, that their brain has this function that just wants to do this thing over aggressively or over. We still, as human beings, can contain that and can teach the, the child that, in my belief, that this is not okay or, or learn how to put them on a certain discipline to where they no longer are, are like, hyper-functioning in that way.
But I think right. the whole idea of the doctor saying, well, this is Down syndrome, this is that, then we start to kind of like be soft around the edges and cater to it because no, poor I, I, them. No, I, okay. Yeah, I, I, I never did. I never was, quote, soft on my kids. Okay. I disciplined them, and they were told what was not right and what was right and what was appropriate and not appropriate. I, I With Down syndrome kids, I my two kids, I had almost zero issues, you know, with behaviors and things. Uh, I'm the thing about autism. It's it's totally different. It's totally a different thing, one and the other. And uh, you know, I don't know what the damage is done as far as autism, but I know that with Down syndrome, it's genetic, and there are genetic issues. And it's like anyone who has a, a certain type of genetic issues, you're going to have a stillbirth, or you're going to have you know, the body will reject the the, the baby, and right. uh, and so that that's one mechanism. But this this is, you know, they're both different. I always discipline my kids, you know, uh, and, and told them, Hey, that we're not going to do that. You're not allowed to yeah. do that. And you know, it was not easy just like with yeah. any kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's never easy. Well, I pre I appreciate it, Rick. I, I got to wrap it up cause of time here. But one thing I just want to say is yeah. this, and then you can obviously make your own distinction, um, is that they told me ADHD or ADD or whatever the case is, was this thing in my brain and that I had to be on these pills when I was younger. And let's just say that, right. they, that that's true, though. And, and I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying. Let's just say that that's true. And maybe there's something in my brain that, that a chemical imbalance. Well, what I had to do is that, for one, realizing that for me, um, it was spiritually, there was a big spiritual um, thing that was missing, a big spiritual part that wasn't um, being enforced in my household, which has changed everything for me in the first place. But let's just say there's a chemical thing in my brain when it comes to ADD or whatever it is, then that's fine, but I still have to work. Then what I have to do is I got to work extra hard to make sure that I get that one little thing that's off in place by disciplining myself in a certain way. I can't identify with it or else I'm not going to, think I can overcome it right. is all I'm saying. Right. And I and I believe you because I have heard from psychologists that ADHD is made up to benefit the pharmaceutical industry. It is a right. learned behavior to not keep your attention on something. So you have to learn to keep your attention on something to overcome it. And it's not necessarily chemical or okay. physical or mental. It's you're a boy, you're hyper. That's all it is. Right. And you and you're saying it's, it's possibly different for autism and, and down syndrome which i believe that's what i'm yeah okay well i appreciate it rick i hate to rest you because it's such a good conversation i'd love to know more no, i appreciate but you man if yeah hopefully um call me again i'm back here next monday so if you can and make sense uh call me again i appreciate it all right right on thanks and you guys are doing great i appreciate you guys all thanks rick bye man i really wanted to like go further into that but I'm so out of time because um, there's so many questions that people are giving me now. And he called in the last 15 minutes. It's not, you know, it's fine. But I'm all out of time. And somebody else, I have other callers that want to get to it. I got it. Eh. American Anchor Baby's coming in. If you want to ask him questions about it, maybe he has a take on it. I don't know. But you guys can stay on the line if you want to just get in to a show and, and express your opinions. But I got to end. My time is up. You guys got to call a little bit earlier. 
But I'm I'm gone. I'm not here tomorrow. I'm back on Monday um, for a new week of shows and topics. So I'll see you guys on Monday. Follow me across the board, Joel Friday TV. We just posted some new clips uh, yesterday. Go like, share, and subscribe, all those. Until next time, I'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Bye.